Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is How Astrology Can Help You Find Your Life Purpose. So I just celebrated my birthday. It's always a fun time of year to reflect on the past year and life and all of the goodness and all of the lessons learned. There's been both of those lots of lessons, lots of goodness. I think being on the spiritual path includes lots of lessons, right? I always say that they come in quick succession these days. Um, The good news is we tend to move through them faster as we get used to it, right? As we stop resisting. And so, yeah, this year has been really, really powerful for me on so many different levels. I hope it's been that way for you too. Um, And so, yeah, I'm sure I'll be sharing more about that Um, and all the things that I've gathered from this year. It feels like it's coming up. It's becoming time to sit down and put pen to the page, so to speak. Um, I've had like a second book in process for a while now. It got put aside uh, for a period of time but it's feeling like it's time to pick that back up um, and lots of good things to share in there. So I'm excited to start on that process again soon and I will keep you guys posted on how it moves along. And um, yeah, I had a really powerful experience that told me get writing again (laughs) now. Uh, So I will do what I'm told. And you know, really the process about writing is also, you know, sharing all of the the things that you go through in life and the things that you experience that are so powerful for you and, and sharing that with other people. So hopefully maybe at least one piece of information helps and supports somebody else on their journey. And one of the cool things that helps us know ourselves are things like what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about astrology And there's all these different methodologies that help us really hone in and understand why am I here? Who am I? What is my life purpose? Um, What am I here to share? In fact, like early in my journey, astrology was one of the things that helped open up a pathway to understanding why I was here and why I'm doing everything that I do today, even before I thought about doing it. So it can be a wonderful tool to understand ourselves and certainly to bring forward our gifts at this time. So I'm excited to have my guest on the show today. Um, There's no one size fits all approach at all to astrology, but Deborah has developed a unique psychological spiritual model, combining her expertise in esoteric soul-centered astrology and her extensive education in psychotherapy to help those going through major life changes, pain, insecurity, you name it. And she customizes her designs in her therapeutic approach to each individual using astrology and psychology as a magical healing combination in order to achieve emotional health and wisdom. So I'm excited for this one. I hope you guys are too. With no further ado, help me welcome Deborah Silverman to the show.
Welcome, Deborah. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. So happy to be with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. And um, I know we're going to be talking about astrology. We're going to be talking about life purpose, how this can help us unlock our life purpose. But tell me a bit about your journey, because I know you're blending, you know, kind of psychology and astrology and all of your wisdom. How did this all come about? Um, let's see. I started very young. I had a very strong desire. I was in love with astrology from when I could say the word. It was an instinctual purpose-driven mission that has never changed. I've never stopped doing it since I was very, I mean, literally at 10 years old in the Detroit news, I saw an advertisement for an astrology chart and sent in for it. Fast forward when I was in graduate school studying clinical psychology, I insisted that I do my project on the relationship between astrology and psychology. And Carl Jung was quoted to say, psychology will be a dinosaur science without astrology. He was an astrologer and it's since come out, but he couldn't tell people at that point, but I knew it. And I was going into the psychological world with classical training. And I thought, this can't be just, do you love your mother? Like, why did you get that mother? And what's the purpose of this lifetime? So <clears throat> very young, I started asking those really hard questions, which wasn't popular at the time. <clears throat> I was a little ahead of my time. And then I just continued to do it all the way leading into working with rock stars and famous people and being flown all over the world because I was a, a good astrologer, but better than that, <clears throat> I knew how to ask the right questions. So it wasn't a classical astrologer who just bombards you with information. I was more <clears throat> wanting to change people's lives, like really wanting to say, let me hear from you. What are the patterns that you get stuck with? And then I'm going to look at the chart and give you the secret code of what you promised to do so you can reframe the things you didn't like. It happened when I was in graduate school and the clients would come in to do a session. And I was under, under supervision. <clears throat> the client would tell me a story about how screwed up they were, like we always do in therapy. And then I'd be looking at the chart going, that's not screwed up. That's exactly how you're supposed to be, but you just need a little twist. You need a little reframe. You need to change your language. You got to, you know, so I very quickly realized that people were saying such mean things about themselves, about things that weren't going to go away. So how could I assist them rather than saying, do you love your mother and blaming it? Now, now that's a factor for sure, the nurture and the nature, except that I quickly figured out that <clears throat> what people were really looking for was uh, adjustment to what they couldn't change from an angle of love or the angle of the angels. Like if someone was looking at you, your soul, she's in love with you. She's been following you around since the beginning of time. She doesn't have a judgment, but your stupid little ego has all these all day long. So I was like, well, what do I do with that stupid little ego? Like we, we need to tell it to start paying attention to the soul's voice. And so I really designed a program throughout my lifetime of letting the soul look over at your ego with loving eyes. Now you can't change your, you know, colors of your eyes or the nature of your personality. You can, however, change your attitude. And that's really what astrology and psychology are built for. So I'm less about predictive astrology, although all the women I've trained and I have like 25 women that are now certified astrologers, I don't do readings anymore, but they do. They don't not neglect the predictive part because astrology is about timing. Like you can really see the errors of someone's life. But what they're really good at is letting somebody disclose their deepest secrets and their darkest parts and the hardships that they've suffered from with the perception of, well, 
who assigned you that stupid story? I call them stupid stories. <laughs> that stupid story. And then you take the stupid story and you turn it into gold. And that's yeah. really what life's work's been about. Yeah, it's so powerful. Do you find like, because you've sat with so many people and looked at people's charts and heard, you know, their stories about why life isn't working and what's going wrong for them. Do you find that like over and over again, you were seeing their their unique kind of stroke of genius under the cloak of something's wrong with me or this doesn't work or my mom didn't like this about me, something like that? Exactly. The patterns became, as years have gone by, it's very clear to me. It's kind of fun getting older because I'm headed towards 70 now. And so I've had a long stretch because I started so young. It's very fun to look at the human nature component of broken records. Like that was just what you said, like, oh, your mom told you she didn't like you. And then you bought that lie. Well, look at that. Your sun squares your Saturn. And you had this ref you know, reflection in your chart that you had to learn self-confidence. So what a perfect teacher. Your mom came and squished you. And then you get to choose, will your mom squish you? Or will you get aware enough to look at your chart and go, really? Well, that makes so much sense. And then all of a sudden your fire's back and you're excited and you really, it's so fascinating. It's never endingly fascinated. It's so, can everything be like predicted in the chart? Meaning, can you just like go, okay, someone's talking to me about whatever X, Y, and Z that's going on in their life. And you look at the chart and you can always find some link in the chart. It's kind of annoying. Yes. It makes the reason why it's kind of annoying is because <clears throat> I always think about this. Like, how come astrology is so accurate? <clears throat> Sorry, how come astrology is so accurate? And then back at the ranch, everything's so stupid down here. Like, how could that masterful science be so incredibly spiritually wise, the system? And then back at the ranch, the humans are like the goofiest creatures. Like, like, did they not work a little harder on the humans? Like, was there not something they could have fixed in our design so we wouldn't be like bumping into people and breaking hearts and being lazy? And <laughs> like, excuse me, you did such a good job on the stars. What happened to the people? But no one seems to want to hear me. <laughs> so what is that? Where does that take you in your mind? Just curious about this. Um, when you say, okay, there is a blueprint of each one of our human lives, right? And the path that we chose to take written in the stars at the time we're birthed. Like, where do you go in your head to, what does that mean? Like, who are we? Like, what does that mean? You know, it's so cool. Cause I don't know about, if you know about your chart but you have an indicator in your chart that is super, super serious. Like you're like, give me the answers. You're like the kind of personality that just goes, okay, just get blunt and just tell me the truth and bottom line it. And where other people <laughs> skate around it, you're like, no. Give me the answers. You're, you're, that's probably why your podcast has been so successful because you're like, tell me the truth. So the answer to that question, to be perfectly honest, my mind, where does it go? Into confusion. I'm like, wait a minute. Why is it so messed? I mean, I'm not kidding. I worry about this. How could it be that the intelligence of the Egyptians or the ETs or whoever brought us this airtight system could be so high level genius? And then back at the ranch, we're you can't use the word retarded because apparently it's politically incorrect, but we're so slow. Yeah. Like, excuse me. I know when I get home to the pearly gates and they see me coming, they're going to be like, oh no, no, don't let her in. Cause I'm going <laughs> to go straight to the front desk and go, excuse me. I just have a few questions. <laughs> I could have helped the humans. I could have helped them. I patternized. I learned the patterns. I did pattern recognition. I got, but I'm going to tell you something that unconscious mind that stays up at night and says mean things to us. You couldn't tell the guy to shut up. 
Yeah. Why was that programmed in? Like, what was the purpose of that? Who does she work for? <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And even when you become aware of some of the things, like that, that thing still goes, right? It's like, it's like the best we've got is to become as aware as we possibly can of that thing. But but it's still gonna be there. It's so funny. And the and your chart being Sag rising, you can laugh. And this is the answer to everything, you guys. So whoever's listening to this, because I am a realist and I have a crazy sense of humor. So here's the deal. All you can do is laugh because it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds awful, but even in terms of the climate crisis, I just, you know, I have a podcast coming out May 24th. Um, that's going to be over the next year, but it's just simply about the climate crisis and about, it's called the, I don't believe in astrology podcast. It's kind of funny. I love uh, it. All the scientists I interviewed didn't believe in astrology, but they did when they finished, when I looked at their charts. So, so I have realized that after all these conversations, even with the climate crisis, you have to find humor because you could just be so sad. Yeah. Especially you, you little cancer. Oh my gosh. The emotions, right? Yeah, That's it's a weird thing. Who made that up? I know, right? <laughs> I don't think I don't think in other other lives and other forms we experience all the emotionality. And think about the the beauty of it on one hand, and then the ways that it gets us in so much trouble on the other hand, right? I mean, when you look back at your life, right? And you think of emotions, like the way people trigger each other with their emotions, right? The things that people say and they don't mean to say and the toils that they get into. And then on the other hand, you've got like love and joy and excitement and like, you know, and we toggle between these states of being it's, you know, I mean, especially for my Cancerian heart, it's, you know, it's interesting too. I was reading, um, you have a book that you wrote in 2016, right? Yeah, but it's still going strong. It is awesome. I was reading it and I'm like, I was reading the beginning of the book and I'm just like, uh, as relevant today as ever before, right? <laughs> it sold more during, during COVID, that during that COVID, people went crazy with that book. Yeah. Because the first chapter is crisis. Yeah. And it's, and it's so great. And it talks about the four elements. And so tell us about how you got into the four elements and how important the four elements are for you. <laughs> That's funny. Well, first of all, the name of the book, for those of you interested, and you can get it on my website, I will send you your chart in the book and I'll sign it. Or you can go to Amazon and they'll mail it to you without the signature or the chart. It's called The Missing Element. And the subtitle is Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition, because as I described, like we got to be nice because that little voice is so mean. The only medicine for that is to be nice in exchange. I, I met the elements at a very, very young age. My life like yours, it's actually true of you too, because you have a very, very strong Saturn. My life has been destined. People like you and I didn't get a vote. Like the, the destiny line comes out, you meet your partner, you meet the dog, you meet the job, you meet the, like everything's like ding, 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 ding. That's, and that's very unusual, by the way, just so you know, Shauna, not everyone has that. But there is a strong Saturn in your chart. And it really, and it also, did your parents divorce? Yes. It's very strong in your chart, the divorce. So there's there's things that I can see in the chart immediately, like this girl's so serious and she's so funny, but she's so sad, but she's so happy, but she's so emotional, but she's so happy. You're like a ping pong game. And, and then same for me, like at a very young age, literally in my 20s, <laughs> I found the elements through a spiritual cult. <laughs> that I was in that my father was so upset about but that cult while it was definitely not uh 
normal situation because we lived in units and they were all over the world and they had these kind of rituals that were all beautiful to me, but they were clearly follow the leader, which I am not very good at. So it didn't last long, but I got the elements and they taught the elements backwards, which makes so much, I would never have learned what I came to study and teach this life, which is if you think about it. So the elements in astrology starts with fire. But in esoteric law, where I studied with this group, it starts with water because you spend nine months in the womb. Like yeah. the entrance of this reality is you're in water. Then comes air, you take your first breath. Then comes earth and you figure out the rest of your life be having a job. And then comes fire. You get to my age, you're supposed to go have fun. I'm still waiting for that. So it goes like this. <laughs> water is the element of the sensitive one like you who feels everything. They're very emotional they have a nonverbal sensibility. They cry at the commercials. They cry when they hear music. They have a very sensitive internal world that's private. They don't want people in their psyche. And their gift is healing and nurturing and being a mom and cuddling and having teddy bears. And they're just the water people are like, nah, I love you so much. I don't want to go out of the house and don't put on anything. I want my pajamas. And by the way, I cooked you the most amazing cookies. And if you would just stay home, I'd like you more. You're like, what? So that's the extreme version of water. That The less extreme is the poets, the musicians, the creators, the painters who want to be alone and create. So that's the water element. Then comes air, which is what I am. And they're like, la, 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 la. All that you have it too, Moon and Libra. They talk and they talk all day and they talk about nothing. Like, are we really going to keep this conversation going about astrology till I die? I think so. Talk, 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 talk. Interested in everything. Studying, reading, collecting information. Curiosity is their middle name. They're airheads. So if the water person's crying, the air person's like, what did I say? I'm sorry. Didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I don't even have any. I studied feelings. I read a book once about it, but I can't remember how to do it. Air, the water was <laughs> like, oh, God, she doesn't understand me. Yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. earth people and the earth are like, listen, let's get practical about all this. We've got timetables. We've got sheets, Excel spreadsheets. We've got schedules. We've got things to do and lists to make. And we got to go to Costco and buy all that cleaning stuff. Like these are the earth people that are grounded and practical and organized and they love getting shit done, but it can be at the expense of the fun factor because they're so practical where the air person like forgot to go to Costco. They put it on their list, but they didn't bring the list with them because they're airheads. And then the water person's like, I'll come with you to Costco and we can do this together. We need to clean the house and I will help you. <laughs> the earth person's like, I love that water. You put earth and water together. That's great. The earth looks at the air and goes, what do you mean you forgot your list, stupid? So the earth people are like insurance and taxes and organizing and financial planning and super grounded people. And then the last category is the fire people. And they're like the crazy, like super enthusiastic, super energized, super physical, blunt, honest, eat more, drink more, spend more, take a trip. If you're bored, just turn up the music. So they're just energized bunnies and they can't stop. And I have shades of this. So you put the four together. The goal is to have all four, like four wheels in a car. If one goes down, the whole thing goes off. So you want all four. There's a propensity that you're built with, you came with, and you can see it in the chart. Certainly in my book, The Missing Element, there is no astrology. It's just, you take a personality test, you establish which one's missing. You don't need to know astrology at all. And off you go to figure out the missing element because that's what's going to help you balance the game. So my whole life's work is, look, you got sent down here. I don't know, did you get pushed in the bus or you volunteered? You got me. You come down here and then you're trying to figure out wait, what was the agreement I made again? And the chart will give you the clue and the elements are the way that you'll keep your system balanced 
so that the water element, for example, the sensitivity won't take you out because you'll activate your air and go, oh God, I got to detach. I'm way too deep into this problem. I've got to change my point of view. So you learn these four elements. It's like in the tarot deck, the magician has all four elements sitting on his table. That is the first card of the tarot deck. So you've got to learn how to use these elements or you're out. <laughs> yeah, it's really powerful in the book too, because you have uh, like the water you know, woman and the water man. And, and gosh, I was laughing as I was reading some of the descriptions because they are so true to like people in my life, like, like the fire man, I was like practically like in tears because I have a fire father and like, and there were just elements, like every sentence feels like it was specifically picked, right? right? To, to really describe the whole, like, and I was just reading it going, oh my gosh, yes, this is, you know, this is who my dad and was. It helps, like, it helps so yeah. much to understand. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, we get hurt by things. One of the things that was in there that you say is like, they're not being, they're about doing, right? And so because I'm water, like I'm all about being. Water right? and fire, they don't match. Yeah. yeah, and so much of my young life, like it says like with the, you know, fire man with the kids, they're talking about like, he's just like, yeah, do this and do this. And there's not, you know, he's busy and he's out here and he's doing this and doing that. And like the little Ken Sarian to me is like sitting there. I'm like, just sit with me, like, and stare at a wall. You know what I mean? And let's just talk about our feelings. And like, he's just not there. Right. Like he's, he doesn't even like compute in that land. And it wasn't until like the beauty of things like this to help us so much reflect on our childhood. Cause I was reflecting when I was reading the book, but also they help us like as we get older, right? Like I've come to appreciate like all of the fire qualities and I've come to see that I, you know, I lived with fire. So I have some of that at moments in part of me. Um, but it's interesting how, you know, sometimes when we don't know these things, we get so wounded by other personalities. And you probably didn't know that you have no earth in your chart. I do know that. What is the, what is the implication it goes, of that? It goes, it goes one of two ways. Either the person is super practical and God said, don't give her any more. She came in from a past life with too much practicality, or she needs to learn how to ground. Like she needs to learn how to get, you know, make schedules and timing and money. How are you with money and schedules? I'm good. I'm pretty, I'm pretty responsible and practical with because you have Saturn on your son. You're actually very grounded because you're so responsible. It only happens once a year. You were born with an influence that only happens once a year. Saturn and the sun were standing together. And that like here's the sun every day, it moves one degree. So today's May 23rd, so we know where the sun is. But if the sun was um, and, and by the way, Saturn, when you were born, was standing in one spot for two years. So here goes the sun every single day. And the day you were born, the sun and Saturn were at the exact same spot. So you're called Saturnian, which is earthy, practical, grounded, responsible, old when she was young, super serious yeah. as a kid, and getting younger and younger as you get older. You're like yeah. backwards. <laughs> I'm like Benjamin Button. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so interesting to fact. Yes, I was very much like a little wise woman in a child. But yes. yeah, when I was a little girl, like people would be like, "Did that little girl say that?" Oh my! <laughs> like I would speak in sentences, like from the time I was very young, and I would just like in the grocery store stop people and tell them all kinds of things, and it was like a sideshow, right? Um, but yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's interesting. I also find it fascinating too, like because we are not necessarily obviously born on our due dates and we're born whenever we're born. And I was actually a whole month late being born 
Um, at that time, I mean, they would now not let that happen, but I was. And so that just fascinates me too, because you're talking about this specific alignment at the time that I was born, you know, had I been born on my due date, I would be an entirely different person. I was also very late and I would never have been a Gemini if I was born on my due date. So, um, I think the trick is giving yourself permission in this game called astrology to study your chart. I have a school. And in January and September, people take a six-week class and it's really, it's bite-sized bits, it's videos, it's auditory. There's only 10 people in the class. You're studying your chart. So it's very personal. And at the end of the class, you're, you would have found out very quickly, like, oh my God, one, the divorce or the separation of your mom and dad. And then two, I was old when I was young and I'm getting young. And these things are so impactful and they're so simple. I teach it like a sixth grade level. So it's not complicated. It's not all abstract because I'm a therapist, it's super, super simple. And then people's lives change. It's super, it's so fun for me to watch at the end of level one, people, I get so many love letters. Like the husbands write me and go, my wife came back. She gave her, like literally people come back to life. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I love that. And to be able to distill it down in a simple way that, you know, cause you look at a chart for the first time and you might be like, I don't even know how to decipher all of this. Um, but I love that you're teaching a class to do that and make it really easy for people to understand what, like, I know most people know their sun sign and their rising sign or things of this nature. Is there something in the chart that most people haven't heard of that you think is really important that people need to know or really interesting? Yeah, that's what happens in level one. There's one topic about the North Node that I was surprised to find out was so meaningful. There's another topic because that's the shortcut to enlightenment. And people just, God, they love that class. And then this other really important class is Saturn. Like you happen to be a very strong Saturn, but that is the most important planet in the whole chart. So in our system, when you get, like if you go get a reading under, if you go to my website, DebraSilvermanAstrology.com, it says work with me and I have a 20 astrologers you can pick from and they will look at your chart and answer the questions because you're so Saturnian. What am I doing here? What is the purpose? How do I make sure I'm on track? What's the nature of my life? And that's what they talk to. So you either do it in the classroom and learn it yourself in those six weeks or you do it with an astrologer or both. And it gives you this deep, really solid access to purpose, timing, life lessons, yeah. And, and you said there's a timing to everything, like these lessons that we choose to come that you can see through the chart. Like, can you really just say, yep, this is going to happen when you are between 20 and 21, or this is going to happen at this age? Is it that detailed? I can't detailed? tell you what, but I can tell you that in 2003, 2004, you had a big change. What was that? 2003, four. You're just turning 30. Mm. Yeah, I changed I changed careers at the time and I moved um, <laughs> to a different location. So I can guarantee that year was the biggest turning point. And that's the kind of stuff you look at in the chart immediately and say, what happened? And then you get the whole download. Like I yeah. changed jobs, I made, and that's very clear in the chart. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. It makes you like, so how does this work with, I mean, I'm sure these are all very <laughs> Saturn, Saturn questions, but like, like if it's all planned out, what's not planned out, right? If we know that there's your attitude, like you, like whether you're having kids or you're getting married or you're going to change jobs or you're going to, all that stuff is in the stars. The variables, you can interrupt everything or you can enhance everything. 
like it, it's either you complain. I call it falling in love with your fate. It's a song that I wrote. Falling in love with your fate. Falling in love with your fate. Falling, 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 falling in love with your fate. Like you either fall in love with your fate and you take that street that life put in place and you ride it with like wisdom and awareness and you enhance it or you start to just get really lazy and you're like, I don't want to. Yeah. Or you turn a left and bite where you were supposed to turn right. And you're like, what am I doing over here? How did I end up in this situation? I clearly wasn't listening. And that's what the chart really helps with. Like it will, it will give you clues of where you know to be in the right spot. And then you get to choose again. And so there's, it's not to say there's no free will. It's all between our ears. And you can amplify what you want. You put attention by choice on something, a new perspective on something. And then you amplify that area of the chart. I mean, I, you know, I spent a lot of time with Sting and I traveled with him and he, he's a good friend. I'm seeing him next month. And I, I always think of that story. Like he told me when he, he was a school teacher and he didn't really like it. He wasn't very good. And then he wrote this song called Roxanne. And then they took, picked up the song. And then all of a sudden his destiny line, cause he has what you have Saturn and the sun, his destiny line went so strong. Now he could have interrupted that, but he has so much discipline. He just didn't stop to this day. He's 72 and he's still producing. So that's a decision on his, like that's destiny. He was a school teacher. He, there's so many musicians that never take their call. There's so many artists that put their paints away. There's so many writers that give it up. Yeah. So, so does, did his like placement mean that there was going to be an opportunity for him to choose that destiny and like really, you know, follow through with it and hone it and step forward? Thing with you and me. Yes. It's not any different. My destiny said astrology. I could have said, I don't want to, <laughs> I could have said like, oh my God, these people are so goofy. But instead I was like, oh, so excited. And that's a statement of my evolution. Like if it's a soul, that's the gift of you and I, I also have a very strong Saturn and sting. If you, if you come to this planet and you ask this question, how can I serve? Like, what can I do to make this place better? I came to planet earth for one reason, and that was to help. So now I'm highly motivated. I get up in the morning. I was telling my friend yesterday that no one's going to believe this, but when I finished my career, I want to go be a waitress because I want to serve people. You don't want ketchup. You don't have to have ketchup. I mean, what I'm doing right now is so intense doing this astrology and going into their psychology, but you can imagine if I could just do their you want French fries crispy or not? Yeah. You're like, you're going to have the best French fries you've ever had right now. <laughs> and I love tell them I'm an astrologer, but that's what I, I just love serving people. I don't know. It's a question everyone listening to this should ask. What is your attitude about service? Because that's why you're here. If, if someone didn't tell you that yet, it's a short answer. Nobody comes here to get. That's the icing on the cake. That's the repay. That's the return of the cycle. After you give a lot, it starts coming back. But you must, because if you if you just receive and you're selfish or you're scared or you're uninhibited, you're inhibited, and you hold back, you're not giving us. You're not serving us. So I always ask people, what will it take for me to help you want to give to people? Like, are you are you in love with this place? Or if you're grumpy and it's understandable, this is a very depressing planet. It's a lot of gravity here. You know, your boobs sag and hair falls off your head and things get old and then they break and then you have to go get like, it's, it's not an easy place. However, it's a choice. It's a simple choice. And every single day you get to start again. 
Yeah. I talk about that a lot. And I, you know, everyone understands like, oh, I have a choice, right? Like, like a flippant, oh, I can choose vanilla or I can choose chocolate. But really like to understand that every single moment, every single choice you make takes you down a different road or in a different direction. And the series of like the thousands and thousands of choices we make, like that make up our life experience. I mean, you realize like no, every choice is so powerful. It can, I mean, I, I say to people all the time, I'm like, you know, you could just up and choose tomorrow to like sell everything you have, move to India. You know what I mean? Live a whole, like you, everyone could just take a right turn off the path, right? And do anything. I mean, that's, that is, I think one of the most powerful things we have as human beings is our ability to choose. And that's different. called free will. So that's the free will button. You can, there's hard things that are going to show up, like whether or not you're having kids, whether or not you're having marriage, whether or not you're having a family, whether or not your family was nice to you, those things are in steel, like, ugh. and then you get to say, no, I, that family didn't work for me. I'm choosing again. I'm creating my own family. I don't want to do that story. That's the Aquarian age. For the first time in the history of this planet, it is safe for you to be banished from the old world you lived in and start again and create it. Like it, there's so many options right now. And it's a wonderful thing if you have juju. So part of what my school does is plug people back in because they come in kind of depressed and a little bit sad and a little bit grumpy. And they've got that kind of feeling. And then we like, hello. And then they come back to life right in front of us. Super cool. What a gift. Like, it's what a give. What a gift. You can't, without your life force energy, you're, you're not going to do much, right? Like when we just feel like, oh, we're blood dry of that, like powerful, you know, life force energy running through us. It's really challenging to even think about purpose or to think about making new choices. So know, that is a beautiful thing. And that's real. And, and there's lots of people that have it. And I lived with it for many years. It, depression is pushing energy down rather than being your real self. And it's whether it's meds or whether it's therapy or whether it's ayahuasca, there's ways to go, hold on. Yeah. I don't not want to be under the, and, and you must ask for help. That's the other magical formula about being human. It's saying to somebody, can you help me? Yeah. And that's what I do. I just inspire everyone to ask for help. And I send them off to all these people, like, you know, all these women, my whole company is women. Oh, I love that. And they've all come back to life and they're so beautiful and they're so inspired and it's very sweet. Well, it's because they're around your energy too, that they got to come back to life yeah. and they know their charts <laughs> and they're embracing their gifts. Yes, yes, yes. And it turns everything into colors. It goes from black and white to colors. So if your world is beige or if you feel like you can't really be sure you're doing the right thing, which by the way, most people are in the right spot, but they don't know they are because their mental body, that voice, I call that the inner dialogue that is based on gremlins. I don't know who pays that guy, but he's mean. So yeah. you've got to be able to tell the gremlin, sit down. Like, why do you talk all the time? Yeah. And they're paying, they must be paying him a lot because he doesn't quit. That guy works who, hours. Who pays him? <laughs> that guy works some serious hours. <laughs> You're like, come on, take a coffee break or something. Well, you what can do that. You can get, when you learn about the observer, it, it really changes everything. Yeah, I love that part. That was also in your book. Um, that was really great about the observer. So I have, a, I have a program called Tell Me a Story. It's T-M-A-S.co. And I designed a program every month. I teach a group of people how to turn their observer on. It's my favorite thing. They tell their story because of course the story is so, uh, rah, rah. and then I say, hello, 
Like you can tell the story. You can be totally immersed in your human. I love when you cry. I love the emotional body. If I can trust after it's over, you'll take a breath and come back to center. But if you get lost in that story because either you're secretive or you don't want to tell it or you've told it too many times or it's sitting behind you and it's haunting you, that gremlin loves that story. Yeah. And the more you play the story, the more the story plays you, right? And the more we get wrapped up in that again and again and again. Yeah, it's so it's so powerful. So tell us, so the course you, you give the course in, did you say January and- September. In September. September. So in the, in the fall and in the winter, we have a class, there's a waiting list that you can sign up for. And then in the interim, we have all kinds of webinars. I'm always teaching. I'm always giving free classes away. So once you get on my mailing list, I, there's like a whole bunch of astrologers I promote. And it's like a little community of futurists who see the rainbow and want to be able to help us through this very difficult time. I'm doing a, in July in Boulder, I'm doing a keynote address of um, astrology and the climate crisis. There's a whole bunch of scientists coming and that's what the conversation is going to be about. So any of you that want to come to Boulder in July, 16th, 17th, 18th, Hanuman Festival is called. I am really trying to help people get it in there, like do the yoga, get it in your body, open up your mind, look up and come have a farm to table. We're having it at a farm. How fun. I know. I'm so excited. To event. First time in person in hundreds of years. I know hundreds of years. It feels like forever. You're going to get to hug people. It's so great. How amazing is that? And you have, there's several people. Is it like several people coming oh, to see? There's a whole bunch like of scientists whole... that will be there. Yes. There's a whole bunch of scientists. And there's a whole bunch of um, yogis. There's like a very particular open-minded set of people. And they'll come to Boulder. And we have this great hotel called the St. Julian, where you can get a discount if you use my name. And we'll just be wandering. It's so Boulder. I don't know if you know Boulder, Colorado, but it's so just sweet. It's so town. beautiful. It's so, Colorado is so beautiful. Every time I go there, I'm like, oh my gosh, fresh air. Cause I'm in California. And so I go to, I, I feel like I, every time I've been, I've been to, um, uh, what is it? Springs, something Springs, Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs. Um, <laughs> and like, and every time I fly in there just for like events and, you know, speaking and, you know, things I've been to, um, I only spend like a day or two, but I feel like I breathe fresh air. It's true. Well, it's a beautiful, beautiful land that I live in. And Colorado, specifically in Boulder, has a very friendly ecosystem, which we are going to share. The scientists are going to talk. There's going to be an amazing gathering of people. And I'm excited. I love that. Thank you for putting that out there. That's so cool. Um, places like that just expand, expand your consciousness, expand your mind. You get around other minds that are open and excited to learn and grow and you get good information going. Like I just urge everybody now that we can be around people again and get out there in the world. Like we went, we've gone over a threshold experience, like in our, you know, human collective. And now is the opportunity to like get back out there now that people, so many more people have woken up and become more aware. And now we can get out there and like really be with people, like feel that frequency exchange and that vibe and learn and grow. It's, um, it's powerful. And so tell us where can they find all these amazing courses and your book? So it's all Deborah Silverman astrology is the Instagram, Facebook website, just Google D-E-B-R-A. Um, let's see, 
you and then there's come study you it's a platform where all our classes live so you can go in there and see you know um I just had a brain fart. Tell me a story. I love tell me a story. Tell me a story is my favorite thing to do every month because I get to really be with people in an intimate Zoom room with only 10 people and they they share based on the elements, their stories, and it's so rich. So there's lots of ways. And then we have an immersion starting in um, August 1st to August 15th where I'm collecting 10 superhero people giants and every day I'll be meeting with them and we'll be doing meditation and prayer online so there's an immersion coming up and you'll get to, if you get on my Instagram you'll get to see you know where what's Deborah doing now I love that thank you for being you you are just a ball of beautiful energy and light so fun to chat with so fun like your give is I just feel your heart and your give is so extraordinary like I just want to thank you for that Thank you. Thank you for seeing that, for feeling me. Hey, lovely. This is Shauna Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Soul Frequency Show. If you got even one piece of valuable information, head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways. And follow us because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide. And you know where to find me over at IG at The Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love, here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings. Mm -hmm.